So one of the most powerful practices that I recommend to almost all of our Deep Game members is simply taking a two-week break. And every time I recommend this, <laughs> our players immediately resist it. You know, if you're really committed to basketball, taking a two-week break from the game almost feels like dying. It's like, how could I possibly do that? And yet, what happens when you take these two-week breaks is so powerful that it just can't be ignored any longer. And for myself, I'm recently actually coming off of a two-week break. I think actually uh, it was closer to three weeks in the end that I took off. And during this two-week break, I completely unplugged from everything I was doing. I stopped all work, uh, I stopped all of my practices, and really just took a complete break. And what happened during this latest two-week break was uh, really interesting. I, <laughs> in a nutshell, I blatantly broke one of the eight laws of the deep game, and I broke it in a kind of a funny way that reminded me of one of the most important principles within the deep game. And so I'd like to share that with you today. It's it's really, really powerful. And then after I share what happened with you, I will uh, go a little bit deeper into this practice of taking a two-week break and why, uh, why and how it's so important for your game. And, and really don't underestimate this, okay? I know a lot of players say, you know, uh, I don't need that, I'll get worse, I'll this or that. Trust me, <laughs> trust me on this. It's really, really, really powerful, okay? So we'll start off by getting into uh, what happened during my latest break. And so as a bit of backstory, I was coming off of a just extremely intense phase of work and of my own practice. And I wanted to take this break in such a way that I wasn't doing anything that I had been doing so intensively. And so that meant no meditation practice, no work of any kind. I completely set my laptop aside and didn't even open it during that time. I like took email off of my phone. I took YouTube off of my phone. I, I basically only used my phone for texting if I needed to. And I took a full break. But the, the problem with this is that, especially during these quarantine coronavirus times, there's not a whole lot to do. And so I was trying to find a way that I could occupy myself during this time. And a friend suggested that I play the video game Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And uh, I'm not a gamer, to be completely honest with you, but the first video game that I ever played, and I think the last role player game that I ever played actually was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the first Legend of Zelda back when I was a kid, when it first came out. And uh, my parents gave me N64 for my Nintendo 64 for my birthday in that game. And uh, I really loved it. It was just a, in my, in my mind, a masterpiece of a video game. So I was thinking, okay, this is a pretty cool little time capsule. Maybe I'll just, you know, hang out on the couch for a couple weeks, play Legend of, Legend of Zelda, sleep in, take naps and so on and so forth. And uh, what I didn't do was sleep in or take naps. I basically just played Legend of Zelda the whole time. And uh, <laughs> what I found out during this game was uh, really interesting. First of all, it's just, again, a masterpiece of a video game. It's an incredible game. It's an enormous game that many players take hundreds, even thousands of hours playing in some cases. But... Uh, I had to, in my mind anyhow, I had to beat this game in about two weeks. I knew that if I kept on playing this game into my work life, it would distract me. And so I wanted to get this entire massive video game finished and beat the game in just two weeks during this break. And that led me to uh, break law number seven of the deep game. And so I broke it by basically charting out a map for myself where 
I, I looked up online all of the quests and shrines and like different tasks that you had to do during the game. And I, I went so far as to plot out how I was gonna beat the game in two weeks. And then I just looked up how to beat each aspect of the game as I went. And so throughout the game for the two weeks, I, I think I played like eight hours a day in a lot of cases, I was playing for the entire day. And uh, I just blasted through this game, just beating it. Uh, I think it only took me a week and a half. And yet when I got to the very end of the game, as fun as it was and as beautiful of a like work of art this video game actually was, I had this sinking feeling of why did I do that? Why did I do that? Um, it, it was this feeling of having kind of it was like eating empty calories. Like I didn't get any nutrition from it. I had just like blasted through this video game, basically cheating the whole way, like looking up the solutions online and so forth. And uh, at the end of it, I just had this feeling of what was the point? And what I realized, and in talking with the friend who had initially recommended this game to me, what I realized is that this video game being this massive open world that's meant to be explored, the game is meant to simply be explored. You, uh, <laughs> in its purest form, you simply venture out into this vast open world within the game and go on adventures and find your way as you go. You don't chart out a map. You don't set an agenda for how you're going to beat the game in X amount of time. You just experience the game. And so this comes back to law number seven, the law of mastery of the deep game. And the law of mastery states that the game rewards the player who needs no reward other than the game itself. I was very clearly playing this game to beat it. I was playing the game to check all the items off my list and get it done in a predetermined amount of time and basically to have the game follow my own agenda for it. This is very similar to what we do as basketball players where we say, Here, here's my list of goals, here's everything that I want to accomplish, here's how I want the game to go. And in my career, and I, I imagine you may have experienced the same thing, in my career, I would go into games thinking, okay, here's the number of points I need to score by the end of the first quarter, by the end of the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, here's how many points I want to score for the whole game, here's how I want the game to go. And inevitably, just like I, I approached Legend of Zelda, here's what I need to accomplish each and every day in order to beat this game. And inevitably, whenever I approached a game in that way, I would find that at the end of the first quarter, if I hadn't scored that number of points, I would feel this anxiety come up like, oh, things aren't going according to plan. And I would kind of spin off into my mind and start thinking, oh no, this is another game where I'm not going to play as well as I wanted to. And uh, how am I ever going to be the player I wanted to be? And so on and so forth. And this, uh, you know, I would basically get pulled into what we call the vortex in the deep game masterclass. Um, I won't get into that here, but go watch the masterclass if you haven't already to get into the vortex. Um, <clears throat> and so this is what I did with Legend of Zelda. I played the game to beat it. I played it to check a bunch of items off my list. And at the end of it, despite it being just a jaw-droppingly beautiful video game, I had this feeling of why did I do that? What was the point? And I kind of robbed myself of the experience of experiencing the game, the mystery of the game. 
And that is, for better or worse, what we're doing in the game of basketball. When we set these strict agendas for everything that we want to accomplish, and when we don't accomplish it, and when things don't go exactly as we want them to, we get really uptight and anxious thinking that we're never going to achieve any of our goals because things aren't going exactly as we wanted them to. And one of the scariest things to do as a basketball player and in life as a whole one of the scariest things to do is to let go of your agenda and to open up to the mystery of basketball and of life and to meet things as they come to you. You know, maybe you, um, <laughs> I, use, I used this example once at our, our old camp back in the day to a group of players and I said, you know, if you go into a game wanting to score 20 points, for example, which is a common goal. If you go into the game so fixated on scoring 20 points that like that's your whole objective, what if you're just a really, really, really good passer? What if you're a really good passer and you completely block off that part of your game because you're so fixated on scoring 20 points? And what we find is that whenever we fixate <clears throat> on a certain aspect of the game, on a certain aspect of our game, and whenever we try to force things to go in a certain way, we create a limitation within our game that limits us to exactly what we're fixated on. It's like we choose our target and then we block off everything around it, okay? We get tunnel vision in a sense. And it blocks off parts of our game that may be available to us if we had taken off those blinders and just opened ourselves up to the mystery of the game itself. That's what I should have done with Legend of Zelda and I should have uh, probably just ventured into the game and explored and, you know, if I played it a little bit here and there during my work life, what's the big deal, you know? But experience the game for the purity of the game itself and the only way to do that is to open up to the mystery of that experience. So my challenge to you in this talk is to actually do everything you can to release those agendas that you have for the game of basketball. When you go into a game, do your best to not count how many points you're scoring. Do your best to not set an agenda for how many points you want to score each quarter or how many points you want to score that game. Just open yourself up to the mystery of the game. And what we find if we really deeply study beyond the surface layer stuff that the greatest players all say in interviews, you know, the copy paste, um, paint by numbers responses that all players have had um, for so long. What we really find if we deeply study players like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, these guys were essentially played the game for the sake of the mystery of the game. And I'm reminded of when Michael Jordan retired to play baseball. When he came back from the game, well, first of all, let's get into why he retired. He essentially retired because he felt there was no mystery left in the game. He knew he was going to win the title every year. He knew he was going to win the scoring championship. He knew he could beat anybody uh, on any court, on any team. And there was no challenge. There was no mystery. There was no uncertainty in the game left. And so he went to play baseball baseball where he had no certainty whatsoever and it was a complete mystery as to whether or not he could do it and when he came back to basketball there was a renewed mystery in the game where he told actually in an interview he told a reporter who asked him you know is there any uh what motivates you what motivates you was the question and MJ's exact response was what motivates me is the unknown 
I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I can come back and win the championship, if I can be the best player in the world anymore. I don't know if I can do it. And that's what motivates me. Again, the unknown, the mystery. And so the more you can open yourself up to the mystery of the game and take that, uh, you know, take the walls down off of that tunnel vision and just simply venture into the game as as though you, um, <laughs> the analogy that comes to mind is like watching this suspenseful, dramatic movie, this masterpiece of a movie, and there's nothing like the first time that you watch that movie because you don't know what's going to happen. There's no spoilers. You have no idea. It's a complete mystery that's unfolding before you. And there's nothing like that first time. You can watch it a second and a third and a fourth time if you like, but nothing replaces that first time. And each and every game that you play is similar to that first time that you watch a movie. It's a brand new mystery that's unfolding. And allow that mystery to unfold without uh, overlaying your agendas and how you want things to go and all of your fixations and, and desires for um, your version of whatever that game should be just allow it to be whatever it wants to be and you'll find that you actually play much, much better and you have a much more full experience of the game of basketball. And uh, this is something that Phil Jackson actually coached um, <laughs> very um, very strongly within his teams, within the Bulls championship teams and the Lakers championship teams. He was famous for saying, if you let go of your preset agendas and just simply allow the game to be what it wants to be, you'll find yourself coming out ahead you know, rather than deciding here's exactly how the game needs to go, he would just coach them on, no, let go of that agenda, let go of that agenda. And he famously, during games where things were really going, uh, really going sideways on his teams, he would just sit back and watch when a lot of coaches would panic and immediately call a timeout to try to control things. He would sit back and watch and he would let the players figure it out themselves, let the mystery unfold. So, this is uh, one of the deeper lessons of the deep game that I'd like to coach you on and uh, within this talk, and I, I'm going to get into that two-week break practice uh, in a moment, but I'll leave you with a thought that came up in our deep game forum from one of our older players, and he put it this way. He said, would you still play the game of basketball if every shot went in? Would you still play the game of basketball if every shot went in? If every shot went in, there would, of course, be no mystery. And there would be no unknown. There would be no great unfolding of the experience. You would just know ahead of time that every single shot would go in. If, you know, the score was tied and uh, you had the ball in your hands, you'd know that you were winning that game. There would be no excitement. All of the excitement would drain out and you would be left with a really empty feeling of playing the game of basketball, which is kind of the feeling that I had at the end of that Legend of Zelda game, where as beautiful as the game was, because I had played it in the way that I played it, checking things off a list and knowing all the answers ahead of time because I looked them up online, I was left with that empty feeling of just knowing that, um, you know, I knew everything that was going to happen in the game before it happened. And so <laughs> don't make that mistake. All right. Follow law number seven and understand. And this is what I was reminded of as well during that break is that the laws of the deep game, the eight laws are not, um, they're not simply my opinion, they're not suggestions, they are laws in the truest sense of the word, meaning there are consequences to breaking them and there are benefits to following them. And 
Every single time you break them, you will see the consequences, and every time you follow them, you will see the benefit. They are laws. They're exact and they're predictable every single time. They don't waver. They're absolute. So nothing good happens from breaking the eight laws, and a whole lot of, of <laughs> um, you know, the game of basketball just becomes such an incredible experience when you follow the eight laws. And so um, that's worth reminding uh, everybody of as well. So let's get into this two-week break practice really briefly now. And I know I've gotten into this in previous talks, but I'll share uh, just the simplest instruction on this two-week break practice now, uh, <laughs> which is essentially to unplug from everything that you're doing. No basketball of any kind, you know, put your ball away. Don't like dribble it through the house or anything like that. Like not literally nothing, no basketball at all. You can watch NBA games for pleasure if you'd like to. You can play a little bit of NBA 2K on PlayStation or whatever if you'd like to, but only so far as it's pleasurable. Do only things for pure enjoyment, actually. No training, um, you can go for walks, you can read books for pleasure, but do nothing with an agenda. Do nothing with the purpose of getting something out of it. Simply live in the moment for the enjoyment of the moment itself. And when you do this, what you will find as, um, <laughs> as much as you may resist this, as that serious dedicated player inside of you may resist it and say, no, like my skills are going to be lost forever after two weeks. What you'll find is that your game is not made of glass, okay? It will not shatter from two weeks of a break and actually you will play come back so much more fresh and so renewed that you actually play much better. But something more important happens when you take this two-week break. And it's sort of as though when you're on the ground floor, let's say you're, to use an analogy, you're walking through a forest and your boots are on the ground. You're doing the work, you're putting one foot in front of the other, you're doing your workouts every single day, you're wrapped up in the process of getting better. It's sort of like you are walking that forest floor, you're uh, walking the path. And yet there are so many different paths that you can take and often we get confused. Taking this two-week break is sort of like elevating off the ground and zooming out and getting this aerial view of the forest as a whole. And you will find that maybe you were veering off to the right where you actually weren't going straight. You were kind of going at a diagonal or even going backwards in some cases. And only by detaching yourself and zooming out and taking this two-week break will you see uh, your path as a whole. Okay, and that's when you can accurately course correct. It's very, very difficult. And you'll find this when you take the break. It's very difficult to see all of your patterns and to see the path that you're on when you're on it because you can only see you know, a few steps in front of you. So taking these two-week breaks is sort of like getting altitude on your career, on your life, on your training process and seeing things much more clearly. What is it that is not gaining me any results? What is it that is, you know, uh, making me do a U-turn and actually go backwards in my progress? What is it that is actually accelerating my results? How can I refocus on those things? What are the patterns and uh, holding patterns within myself that are slowing down my progress? And you see these things very, very clearly when you take that two-week break. So I would really encourage you whenever uh, you have this available to you. I know a lot of players may be in season or playing for an AAU team or uh, whatever the case may be. And so if you can't take the two-week break, that's completely fine. Um, just 
try to set your mind on, you know, if there's a, a period of time in your year where you can pencil in this two week break, do it. Okay. Do it. It's worth it. And what you will find is that not only does your game not get worse, you get so much clarity that you come out far, far ahead, um, or much further ahead than you would have if you didn't take the break. Okay, so that's my instruction. There are other talks that go into this two-week break in more detail, but I would just like to re-encourage you again to um, really pay attention to this and actually take this break if you can. And more than anything else, open yourself up to the mystery of the game by releasing those agendas. Don't try to beat the, ga the game in a week and a half and check everything off your list. Play the game for the sake of the game itself and it will reward you. All right, so I hope this helped you out and I will see you in the next one. Hey, it's Coach Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is go to deepgame.com or click the link in the description and it'll take you to our free Deep Game Masterclass where you'll actually learn the entire Deep Game of Basketball with all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know as a high-level basketball player. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives and it's completely free. So go to deepgame.com right now or just click the link in the description and I can't wait to see you there.